This is a CBS News inquiry. The Warren Report. Here is Walter Cronkite. On November 22nd, 1963, at precisely 12.30 p.m., John Fitzgerald Kennedy, the youthful 35th President of the United States, drove triumphantly into this square where hundreds waited to cheer him and where another waited as well. Seconds later, a dying president sped away from Dealey Plaza into history, into legend, into a national nightmare of suspicion that persists to this day. And thus began a four-part series of one-hour programs that aired on CBS News beginning June 25, 1967. Walter Cronkite said suspicion about the Kennedy assassination persists to this day. He said that in 1967, but it also applies to 2023. In this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly, we mark the 60th anniversary of the Kennedy assassination by focusing on one specific surviving artifact from November 1963, the Zapruder film. We hear how the Zapruder film was reported on that CBS News inquiry into the Warren Report, and we even hear from Abraham Zapruder himself. Before we get to this week's episode, we want to take a minute to ask for your help. Your financial support will ensure that C-SPAN can continue to produce podcasts that inform you about national politics, introduce you to the latest nonfiction books, and provide valuable historical context to today's news. Make a donation today and be a part of C-SPAN's future. Visit c-span.org donate. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The June 1967 CBS News series was featured on C-SPAN's American History TV in 2018. It was the 55th anniversary of JFK's assassination. The clips we're playing in this podcast come from that CBS series about the Warren Commission report, and all are directly related to its reporting on the Sapruder film. First off, what's the Sapruder film? Here's Walter Cronkite. The most dramatic and most important single piece of evidence of the assassination was provided by Mr. Abraham Zapruder, who, on November 22nd, 1963, stationed himself with an amateur movie camera right here. On one roll of 8-millimeter color film, Mr. Zapruder had the astonishing luck to capture the entire assassination. We cannot show you that film on television. It was purchased from Mr. Zapruder by Life magazine. That film, though, serves as a clock. If we know the exact speed the camera was running and can see in the film where the bullet struck, it should be possible to determine not only how many shots were fired, but the amount of time between them. This is critical to the question of whether Oswald could have physically accomplished the murder. If the time between shots was less than the time necessary to operate Oswald's cheap bolt-action rifle, a rifle like this one, then obviously he was not the sole assassin. A test of time between shots could not prove that he did fire the shots. It might prove that he did not. And then Dan Rather. He reports from the sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository. On the street below, a reenactment of the motorcade route. 
Dan Rather narrates a limousine driving with its top down and cardboard cutouts representing the passengers. Here is how the Warren Commission reconstructed a time sequence from the film. Now, Mr. Sapruder was filming the motorcade from the grassy knoll. At the very moment, the gunman must have been tracking it from up here. Using the critical frames of the Sapruder film as a guide, the Warren Commission, and now we, can reconstruct exactly what the gunman must have been seeing at every moment. We know that the president had not yet been hit when the car slipped beneath this oak tree. The president would have come into the gunman's sights, in the report's words, for a fleeting instant through an opening in the leaves, just as frame number 186 went through Mr. Sapruder's camera. Remember that frame, 186. We stopped the car at frame 186 to show you what a gunman would have seen in that instant except for the fact that the tree has grown since 1963. There's more foliage on it now, and the overhead highway signs were not there then. The commission did not think a shot was fired here. Now the president is again concealed by the leaves, emerging just as the Sapruder camera over on the grassy knoll is shooting its 210th frame. The gunman can now see the president again, but Mr. Sapruder's view was blocked by a ground-level sign, and his film didn't show what was happening in frame 210, which the commission decided was the first moment that President Kennedy could have been hit. The Sapruder film did not show the president again until frame number 225, where we stopped the car once more. Here, the Sapruder film seemed to show the president already hit, so that hit must have occurred somewhere between frames 210 and 225 of the Sapruder film. CBS News interviewed Dr. Luis Alvarez, a physicist at the University of California at Berkeley. For a while, I couldn't get very interested in it, but then when Life magazine republished the frames from the Zapruder movie, I spent an evening looking at them, and I found something that excited my interest. What first caught your eye, Dr. Alvarez? Well, it's right here in uh, the picture at uh, frame 227, the highlights on the windshield of the car are all drawn out into rather pronounced streaks. And you can see that in the frame ahead, the highlights are individual dots. And again, in the frame beyond, there are individual dots. So something rather violent happened to the line of direction of Mr. Zapruder's camera in frame 227. It swung violently. If Dr. Alvarez were right, the Zapruder film might contain a record of the number of shots fired. If blurs, which could be accepted as evidence of gunshots, occurred in a certain time span, then the shots themselves would be in the same span. We remind you again that the film is owned by Life magazine and is not available for broadcast. So, CBS News commissioned an expert photo analyst, Charles Wyckoff, for the Massachusetts firm of Edgerton, Germanhausen, and Greer to make an analysis of the Zabruder film frames. Dan Rather interviewed Mr. Wyckoff. Mr. Wyckoff, the entire Sapruder film shows the whole assassination? Yes, it does, Dan. The, uh, the, the film was an 8-millimeter motion picture film, and the entire record in which the president was in view was represented on a film about this long, which only took about 10 seconds. And all of the records of interest were on this small piece of film. We, we actually looked at all the frames, but we only studied certain frames in, in detail. Uh, and the reason for studying those frames in detail was the fact that uh, there were certain little things in there that looked blurred at first, and we were quite interested in why they looked blurred. Photo analyst Charles Wyckoff also said this to Dan Rather. Something must have happened to Mr. Zapruder uh, when he was, uh, something must have startled him when he was holding his camera. He had a, a camera very much like this model right here, 
uh, which is an 8-millimeter camera. And as he held it up to his eye, uh, focusing, concentrating on the president, something startled him, and he jumped a little bit with the camera. Not nearly that much. Not anything like that at all, just a very subtle jump. But that was just enough to cause a blur of these little holes in here and uh, also a blur of highlights on the car. CBS News also interviewed the man who made the film, Abraham Sapruder himself. From the second night's broadcast, here's KRLD-TV news director Eddie Barker. Abraham Zapruder, whose film of the assassination was studied at length on last night's program, was standing up on this little wall right at the edge of the grassy knoll. Now, shots from behind that picket fence over there would have almost had to whistle by his ear. Mr. Zapruder, when we interviewed him here, tended to agree that the knoll was not involved. I'm not a uh, ballistic expert, but I believe if there were shots that come from uh, my right ear, I would hear a different sound. I heard shots coming from, I wouldn't know which direction to say, but it was proven from the uh, Texas Book Depository, and they all sounded alike. There was no different sound at all. Dan Rather interviewed Arlen Specter, assistant counsel to the Warren Commission. Arlen Specter later would become a senator from Pennsylvania. In 1967, he was district attorney of Philadelphia. Notably, Arlen Specter was the author of The Single Bullet Theory. When Dan Rather interviewed him about that, Arlen Specter cited the Zapruder film. It's stated in the Warren Commission report that belief in the single bullet theory is, quote, not essential, end of quotation, to supporting the conclusion of the Warren Commission report. Now, can you describe for us any other theory besides the single bullet theory, that would support the conclusions in the report. The commission concluded that it was probable that one bullet inflicted the wound on the president's neck and all of the wounds on Governor Connolly. But you could have three separate bullets striking under the sequence as we know them. For example, the president could have been struck at frame 186 of the Zapruder film, which is a number given to the Zapruder film. Then Governor Conley could have been struck some 42 frames later, which would be a little over uh, two and a quarter seconds at about frame 228 or 229. And then the third shot could have hit President Kennedy's head at frame 313, which was pretty clearly established. So that it is not indispensable to have the single bullet conclusion in order to come to the basic finding that Oswald was the sole assassin. Walter Cronkite ended that episode by citing again the Sapruder film. Those of you who were with us last night will remember that we cited indications in the Zapruder film that it was Oswald's first shot, fired earlier than the commission believed, which missed. Now, if that is so, then the governor could indeed have heard a shot and begun reacting to it before he himself was hit. We have, in fact, three theories to explain the same facts. The single bullet theory, the second assassin theory, the theory that all three bullets that were fired found their targets. Our own view on the evidence is that it is difficult to believe the single bullet theory, but to believe the other theories is even more difficult. One postscript from the CBS News report, Walter Cronkite also noted this about Abraham Zapruder's camera. You'll recall that the Zapruder film is the basic clock for all of these events. Now, tests of the camera made by the FBI, a camera like this one, reported that it was running at an average speed of 18.3 frames per second. The camera had been obtained from the Bell & Howell Company, the manufacturers. 
During our CBS investigation, we asked the company if they had tested the camera speed. The result was a public announcement that they had tested it, and the result was the same as the FBI test. And the announcement continued that they had that day donated the camera to the National Archives, and this is it. Walter Cronkite said Abraham Zapruder's camera went to the National Archives. It's still there. So is the film. Let's fast forward from CBS News in 1967 to C-SPAN in 2014. A visit by C-SPAN's American History TV to the National Archives at College Park, Maryland, and its collection of artifacts related to the Kennedy assassination. Here's Martha Murphy, head of the Special Access and Freedom of Information Act staff at the National Archives. So the Zapruder film had been in our physical custody for a number of years, but during the time of the Assassination Records Review Board, there was an official uh, government taking of it, um, where the Zapruders were um, provided uh, with um, a payment for the, for the value of it. And so now it is officially part of the custody of the National Archives, the original. Now the copyright is retained, um, and I believe that the Zapruder family has given the copyrights over to the Texas School, uh, Sixth Floor Museum, which is in the old Texas School Book Depository. Um, but if someone were to come here, they could, of course, look at it. Um, it's just that if you were to choose to duplicate it and publish it, that you would need to get the copyright in order to do that, permission under the copyright. And if you were to come in to see it, you would be watching a duplicate of the original. And now, our bonus clip. Martha Murphy mentioned the Sapruder family. Abraham Sapruder's granddaughter, Alexandra Sapruder, wrote 26 Seconds, a personal history of the Sapruder film. In 2017, Alexandra Sapruder appeared on C-SPAN's Book TV talking about her book at the San Antonio Book Festival. This was a very unlikely thing, actually, for me to decide to do, to write this book. We, I grew up in a family in which, and I wrote about this some length in the introduction to the book, in which we really very, very rarely talked about the Zapruder film. It was really something that um, we all knew. We, we knew because we have this odd name and people would, um, you know, ask about it. But it was not something that my parents liked to talk about at all, um, my father in particular. My grandfather died when I was an infant, um, which was very, very sad for my father. And then my own father died when... Um, rather young, and so I now understand what that felt like for him. Um, and so the film was always off-center. It was not, I wouldn't say that it was quite taboo. It wasn't forbidden, but it was really not a defining, we were not encouraged to think of it as a defining aspect of our identities at all. Um, and I, so I came to this topic um, in the aftermath of my father's death, finding myself with questions, as people often do, wanting to pull together the threads of this story and coming to it fresh in a way. That's it for this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly. Want to learn more about the Kennedy assassination 60 years ago? Search the C-SPAN video library. You'll find hearings, panels, books, prior anniversaries, discussions of Lee Harvey Oswald, discussions of the Grassy Knoll, single bullet theories, Cubans, conspiracies, more discussion of the Zapruder film, more appearances by Alexandra Sapruder, and you can even watch all four parts of that 1967 CBS News special report on the Warren Commission, all in their entirety. Thanks for listening, and happy searching.